What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, we're going to look through some of the best value players in FPL. These will either be players that we can be pretty much certain are good value, or will be good value if they have the right minutes. There's a lot of players to talk about. Once you've watched the video and seen all of them, if you have any extras to add, leave a comment below. And if you haven't already checked out Fantasy Football Hub, make sure you do. They have up to 50% off at the moment. There is a link in the description below. So first up, it's Bruno Fernandes. He was one of the first prices to be revealed this season. A lot of people liked what they saw, myself included. Last year, he was 10 million. He's dropped to 8.5 this season. That's a 1.5 million drop that I'm not quite convinced is justified because... Okay, he only got nine goals, eight assists. It's not exactly out of this world when it comes to returns. That was 176 points total. Maybe that is the total of a player that should be eight to nine million, but we know he's capable of going bigger than that. That's why his prices in the past have been like 10 million, 12 million, and 10 and a half. And if you look at his underlying numbers, 0.27 expected goals, 0.49 expected assists. This is a guy that creates a lot of chances, but in terms of actual assists per 90 minutes it was 0.24 so a lot of it is going to rely on whether man united sign a striker that can actually finish off some of the chances that he has created so what i'm trying to say is that 176 points could have definitely been bigger last season so for 8.5 million he does seem like a bit of a bargain man united have got some pretty good fixtures wolves at home to start off spurs away forest at home in game week three hardest fixture is probably arsenal away but you know what you're getting with fernandez there's no concerns about him missing games and stuff like that and sometimes in FPL you do have to make those boring picks that you know are going to play every single week and it just so happens he's also on penalties the only downside I can think of is where will Mason Mount play a lot of people think he'll come in instead of Ericsson but it could be playing in Fernandez's role with Fernandez dropping a little bit deeper we saw at times last season especially when Casemiro was out Fernandez played that deep role and did really well so we'll have to keep an eye on pre-season but Fernandez is looking great for 8.5 so Saka is one of my favorite players in FPL and when I saw him come in at 8.5 million I did feel like that was a little bit cheap I was expecting him to be 9 or 9.5 last season he started at 8 million that was after the previous season getting 179 points he's backed that up by getting 202 points last year and yet FPL have only put him up 0.5 million that absolutely screams value to me and if you compare him to the other Arsenal midfielders Odegaard is the same price now to be fair their underlying stats like expected goals, expected assists are quite similar, but Saka has penalties in his locker. And Martinelli is 0.5 million cheaper, but I don't think his minutes are quite as secure. Now, I need to be careful because last season we kind of went down this route and Martinelli played loads of games, got loads of attack and returns. But if you think about the strength in depth, they've signed Hazard. He can play as an 8, a 10, or a 9. They've got Trossard that can fill in as the number 9 instead of Jesus or on the left instead of Martinelli. They don't really have anyone that would play instead of Saka now Jesus has played on the right for Man City before but we haven't really seen Arteta use him there that often and everything we've seen over the last couple of seasons just means Saka plays every single game when he's available obviously Arsenal are in the Champions League this year that might change a little bit but I don't think it's anything to put you off from game week one and they've got Forest at home Palace away Fulham at home and Everton away in the first five fixtures or the first five game weeks and the other 
fixture in there is Man United at home. So a home game for Arsenal for one of their attackers isn't really anything to worry about. So I was expecting Saka to come in at 9 or 9.5. Therefore, 8.5 million is fantastic value. So as I mentioned at the start of the video, I have partnered with Fancy Football Hub for the 2023-24 season. If you haven't already checked them out, make sure you do because they can help you win your mini league. And if you don't win your mini league, they will give you your money back. Of course, there are terms and conditions for that. Make sure to check them out on the website but that is an offer that no one else has and along with that there's also up to 50% off at the moment if you use the link in the description below there's a whole host of tools and articles that will help you do better at FPL and more importantly win that mini league including AI team ratings AI suggested transfers fixture analyzers opta stats the list goes on so if you haven't already checked them out hit that link in the description below go ahead and get signed up so Mbomo has proven very popular at 6.5 million. At the time of recording, he's already owned by 26.3% of all FPL managers. And I think there's three reasons for that. One, the fixtures are pretty good. Yes, Spurs at home, opening day is not necessarily ideal. But then it's Fulham away, Palace at home, Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, which is fairly tricky, and then Everton at home. So decent enough fixtures. Two, he's now listed as a midfielder. So any clean sheets, Brent, forget he'll get an extra point, extra point for a goal as well. And three Tony is suspended and usually when he's not playing not only is Mbomo on penalties but he also plays as a forward as well so he's listed as a midfielder but he's probably going to play as a striker we'll have to keep an eye in pre-season as to whether Brentford sign another number nine and if that happens what does that mean for Mbomo but whatever player comes in you'd expect him to play either way if it's not as a number nine it'll be off the right instead so for 6.5 million he's probably right up there as one of the best picks in terms of midfielders you've obviously got Brighton uh, players like Matoma and Solly March at the same price but there's not too many players that can beat him even if you go up to 7 million Sterling is someone I really like but is he a sure thing in this Chelsea team possibly but possibly not I think with Mbomo he's very consistent 36 starts last year on penalties with Tony out and could play as a number nine that se that seems pretty good for 6.5 million so I have to say, when you look at midfielders for 5.5 million or below this season, it is difficult to find one that's going to guarantee you points. But I do think that Inciso could have a good go at it, right? We saw how good he was for Brighton last season. And if you look at those underlying numbers, 0.51 expected goals per 90, 0.27 expected assists, they're extremely promising numbers. Now that is off a small sample size. It's not like he was playing 90 minutes every single game last season. But from what we saw of him, it looks like he's going to develop into an excellent player and the key thing is the position that he was playing a lot was number 10 the other player that often played there as well was McAllister and obviously he's now gone to Liverpool now Brighton do have a lot of attacking options they don't always have to play with a number 10 they could play with two of their forwards obviously you've got Matoma on the left quite often March on the right but I do think that in CISO's minutes are going to improve this season and Deserby is not really worried about having to play young players if they're good enough and he is definitely good enough I think when you look at the fixtures really enticing opening game against Luton at home then you've got Wolves away West Ham at home Newcastle at home Man United away Bournemouth at home so I don't know the fixture on for Brighton is okay I think they're such a good attack we shouldn't worry massively that they've got to play Newcastle or Man United outside of that the fixtures are probably okay and there's only so much you can get for 5.5 million anyway so if we see in pre-season he's getting regular minutes in that position and Deserby's not using other players there as well then I really like him I think we're all looking at Matoma Gross and March maybe in CISO is the one and we can save 1 million 
So one of the ways you can determine whether a player is good value is to think about the price that you expected them to come in at. And when I saw that Luke Shaw was 5.5 million, I thought Gabriel was going to be the same price. So given that he's coming 0.5 million cheaper, that says to me that he is pretty good value. I know a lot of you prefer Zinchenko instead. Nothing wrong with him whatsoever. If he's the Arsenal defender you want to go for, then go for him. The reason that I like Gabriel is because of his goal threat from set pieces and the fact that he's absolutely nailed on. I definitely rate the Arsenal defence the fixtures they've got to open the season are great too and I was looking on fantasy football hub um, in their opt to stat section and if you go to just defenders here so I'll just list defenders only and go for xg in total for last season Gabriel was second out of all defenders with 3.44 total I know that doesn't sound like a huge amount but for a centre-back that obviously gets set uh, kind of gets clean sheets as well that's pretty decent and he did score three goals side note Share at Newcastle, 5.61 XG and only one goal. He is definitely due some goals this season. So keep an eye on him when the fixtures get better. But I just really like the Arsenal defence. I really like Gabriel and I think 5 million is a really good price. He probably should have been 5.5. So you're going to hear me talk about Chelsea a lot during pre-season. And one of the reasons is I think nearly every single one of their players is underpriced in relation to what they're capable of. As I've already said, this is not a list of players that will guarantee you points, but they are definitely capable of outscoring the initial price that they've been given. And Nkunku is 7.5 million. Now, of course, he's new to the league. He's come from the Bundesliga. We've been here before. Timo Werner goes to Chelsea. It doesn't quite work out. But there are some players from the Bundesliga have done well there was one last year can't remember his name scored a few goals for a team in Manchester he did all right and I'm not saying Nkunku is going to be exactly the same but 7.5 million is potentially a risk worth taking again you look at those underlying numbers 0.54 expected goals per 90 0.2 expected assists the guy has got a lot of returns over the last couple of seasons it was 16 goals four assists in 25 matches last year 20 goals 13 assists in 34 matches the season before that so he really did have a breakout over those last two years and that's why Chelsea have gone and brought him in so I think in terms of minutes he's going to be pretty safe there's a few different positions he can play obviously a lot of us are unsure exactly how Pochettino is going to set up but that's what preseason is for I just think for 7.5 million there's a lot of potential there the only thing with Chelsea is the time we really want them is game week three where you've got newly promoted side not in the forest at home Good, good chance for plenty of goals there. Then Bournemouth away in game week five. That is the little run at the start of the season you really want them for, is whether or not you're prepared to sit through Liverpool at home and West Ham away. Yes, I'm expecting significant improvement from Pochettino and Chelsea this year, but it might take a bit of time for that to happen. So I still think it could be good value for Liverpool and West Ham. You don't want to necessarily book in massive amount of transfers, but the time you really want him is for a loot and at home in game week three. But this is a guy that is definitely capable of doing more than that 7.5 million price tag suggests. So the season before last, there was a player priced at 9.5 million that got 63 points total over the whole season. Because of that, his price was dropped to 6.5 million last year. You know what happened? He got 205 points. That player is, of course, Marcus Rashford. And we're in a similar situation with Son. So I'm looking back at his previous seasons. In the 2020-21 season, 228 points. In the 2021-22 season, 200. 
158 points. Because of that, his price was put up to 12 million. But then last year, he had an awful season, just 152 points. And now he's been reduced all the way down to 9 million. A drop of 3 million, just like Rashford. Now, I'm not saying he's necessarily a 12 million player. That 258-point season, I just don't see happening again for him. Not without penalties and stuff like that. But we know he is capable of absolutely outscoring that 9 million pound price point. He has had issues last year. He's talked about a hernia problem that he's since had surgery with. I also don't think things went that well under Conte either. And the run of managers Spurs have had have not been let's just say, not been that exciting. I think under Postacoglu, there's a lot more excitement. I think everyone's expecting them to play more attacking football. Exactly where and how Son plays, we'll have to wait and see. I've read a few things about how he likes to set up his teams, and sometimes his wide players are very wide. But I think with Son, he's so good in front of goal, you can't have him out on the touchline. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in preseason. Is Son an absolute guarantee of points? I think he actually is. Even in his really bad season last year, he's still got 10 goals, 6 assists. That's a really bad season for him. Imagine what he's going to do if he has a good season. Now, there's lots of midfielders around that 9 million price point. Fernandez, we've spoken about. Saka, Odegaard. De Bruyne is 1.5 million more. But I think if you want to take a punt on Spurs, he's definitely worth looking at. He's just in a similar situation to Chelsea in terms of fixtures, where the really good ones are game week 3 to 5. Now, obviously, you don't have unlimited transfers. You've got to plan for the first four to six game weeks. But it's whether or not you want to carry him through the Brentford away, Man United at home fixtures. But he's definitely good enough to get points in both of those games. Yes, 9 million is not super cheap. But compared to what he's done in the past, it might be cheap this season. So every single season, we say things like, if this player can stay fit, then they could be great. And don't get me wrong, you don't want a huge amount of those players in your team because it can be risky. But sometimes it's worth taking the risk on one or two. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin definitely fits that profile at only six million. Now, his last two seasons for Everton have been awful. Last year, he played just over 1,100 minutes, 40 points total. The year before that, 1,200 minutes, 64 points. Not great whatsoever, even for six million. But again, Again, he's one of those players where you know he's capable of more. In the 2020-21 season, 16 goals, 6 assists. The season before that, 13 goals, 1 assist. He could easily hit double figures again. Not necessarily in the first four game weeks, but the fixtures are pretty good to give him a bit of a start. Could he get two to three goals in Fulham at home, Villa away, Wolves at home, Sheffield United away. I think it's possible. And if he is fit, he is going to be Everton's first choice number nine as well. And I feel like he is the kind of profile of player that Sean Dyche would really like. Again, like we're going to have to do for every single player we want to pick in our squads. We need to see what happens in preseason, how many minutes he gets, how is he looking, what's the fitness like, what does Sean Dyche say, does he get interviewed, how does he feel, etc. But if he can go and have that run of games... I think for six million looks pretty good. The only issue I would have, apart from the fitness and stuff like that, is if he does become an issue, where do you go? There's not a huge amount of players for 5.5 to 6.5 or even 7 million in the forward bracket that I would really want. So suddenly you're having to go to a player you don't really want or you're having to find some money from elsewhere to upgrade him. So that's the one issue I have with him. Otherwise, when I saw he was 6 million, I was genuinely interested. So who would have thought this early on that Sven Botman would already be owned by more than 30% of all FPL managers? But I guess that's what happens when you price a Champions League defender that's nailed on at just 4.5 million. Now, don't get me wrong. Newcastle's opening fixtures are pretty difficult, especially from a defensive point of view. City away, Liverpool at home, Brighton away in particular. 
particular are tough. Aston Villa obviously got Watkins, Brentford and Bomber, etc. So it's not like I expect a lot of clean sheets for the opening five fixtures. But at 4.5 million, he's definitely benchable. And if you had to play him against Villa or you had to play him against Brentford, it wouldn't be the end of the world. And you can just hold on to him for the better fixtures later on. Now, there are possible issues with that. If loads of people own him and then he doesn't get a clean sheet on the opening day and then people see the fixtures, they might look to get rid. So he is one of those players that could potentially drop in price. But as a rotation defender, one that you can bench when you need to, I think he looks like one of the best options out there. I know he's not that exciting. His goal threat's not massive, 0.07 expected goals per 90 minutes. But he's playing for a solid team in a good defence. So I do like the look of him. Obviously, in terms of other Newcastle defenders, you've got Fabian Cher, who I've already mentioned at 5 million. If the run of fixtures for Newcastle was looking great, and it was a player that you wanted to play every single week, then he probably is worth that extra 0.5 million because of his goal threat. But if it is someone that's going to be on the bench more often than not, I'd probably rather just go for Botman. So because of the fixtures, I had to include someone from Man City, and the player that I've gone for is Phil Foden. Now, the last two seasons, he was priced at 8 million, so he has dropped slightly to 7.5. That's the same price as Grealish. One of the reasons that Foden has dropped in price is because of his minutes. If you look at the last three seasons, he's played 1,800 minutes, 2,100, and then 1,600 the year before that. He's not one of those players that's going to play 80 to 90 minutes every single game. We know that, but when he's on the pitch... He's capable of big things, right? I've already mentioned Bruno Fernandes as a value player. Well, he got eight goals, nine assists last year. Phil Foden, 1,800 minutes, got 11 goals, seven assists. So it's all about getting him at the right time. And game week one might be that period to bring him into our teams. One of the things that's good about him is he can play in multiple positions. We saw, uh, especially in the second half of last season, the Greenish tended to have that left wing spot nailed down. But Foden can also play on the right. Let's see what happens with players like Mares and Bernardo Silva. Do they end up leaving the club? But he can also play in midfield. And there are rumours going around that De Bruyne might not be available for the start of the season. Of course, Alvarez can play there as well. But Phil Foden might get that spot for at least a few matches and then hopefully play in other positions. The other thing I like about him is obviously there's going to be a preseason. Pep Guardiola is going to be checking on fitness and stuff like that. But Foden is one of those players that in the past has been name-checked as basically always being fit and available. So if other players are having issues getting up to match fitness, Foden will not be one of those. I think with Burnley away, Newcastle at home, Sheffield United away, Fulham at home, West Ham away and Nottingham Forest at home, you always want a piece of the action for those fixtures when it comes to Man City. It's just about whether or not you're willing to take the risk on minutes. And let's be honest, Phil Foden is a risk. We're all going to own Haaland. He's going to be like 80% plus owned by the entire FPL managers that are out there. There's not too many other attackers that you can guarantee minutes and points from. But like I said, if you get Foden at the right time, he can be devastating. He's not someone you're going to put in in game week one and have in game week 38. But for those fixtures, it may well be worth the risk. If you're going to go for a Man City player outside of Harden in terms of attackers, let me know down below who that is. Which other players do you think I've missed? There's plenty of others that I'm going to talk about in other videos in pre-season. But I want to go with these 10 first of all. Leave me a comment below. If you haven't already, hit subscribe. I'm trying to hit 400,000 subscribers before game week one hit the like button if you've enjoyed it and make sure to check out fantasy football hub who will help you win your mini league link in the description below sports social podcast network